from the studios of Adventist World Radio in Pune. A very warm welcome to you. This is the international service in English from Adventist World Radio in Pune. On our broadcast today, we have music followed by a story for children. With more music coming in, you will also hear a short message from God's word. This is Maureen. I'm your host Sharad, and you are listening to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Let's begin our program with a song. So now I'm coming 
snow. Oh Lord, I'm coming back home. I'm coming back home. Yes, I'm coming home, Lord. Never, never again will. to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope from Pune, India. And now it's time to hear a story. Dear listeners, the title of our story is The Blind Hymn Writer. Fanny Crosby was one of the most celebrated of hymn writers. When she was born, her mother named her Frances Jane. Little Frances, or Fanny as she was usually called, had good eyes at birth. How her mother loved to look into those bright baby eyes and how those eyes of little Frances sparkled as they caught the fond smile of mother. One day, when the baby was only a few months old, the little eyes looked red and inflamed. The anxious mother called a physician. This physician ignorantly prescribed drops for the tender eyes. Instead of being made better, her eyes grew worse and worse until before long she could not see at all. Poor little blind baby and poor sorrowing mother. What should she do? She did not know. She only hoped that sometime the little eyes would recover. But they never did, although everything was done for them that could be done. At the age of five years, the services of the best physician of New York City were secured, but he could do nothing for her. He only said that there was no hope of her ever seeing again. Do you think that when this little blind baby grew older, she became gloomy and sad? Oh no, she managed. She managed even when a very little girl to get much happiness out of her dark world. Her mother taught her many beautiful poems. Fanny liked the music and the rhythm of these poems. 
and she often longed to write some stanzas herself. One day when she was eight years old, she wrote these lines, Oh, what a happy child I am! Although I cannot see, I am resolved that in this world, contented I will be. How many blessings I enjoy that other people don't. So weep or sigh because I am blind. I cannot nor I won't. Fanny's mother must have been a wise and noble woman, for she spent much time teaching her child the Holy Scriptures. She knew that the precious promises of God's word would bring joy and hope and courage to the little blind daughter. So although this little girl could not see the light of sun, her life was filled with the light of the sun of righteousness. When she was ten years of age, it is said that she could recite without a mistake the first four books of the both Old and New Testament. In her autobiography, she says, One of my principal amusements was to sit with hands engaged in some piece of work with needles and listen to the many voices of nature, the laughing and the sighing of the wind, the sobbing of the storm, the rippling of the water, the rain on the roof, the thunder, all impressed me more than I can tell. I lived many lives with my imagination. Sometimes I was a sailor standing at the masthead and looking out into the storm, sometimes a general leading armies to battle, then a clergyman addressing large audiences and pleading with them to come to Christ, the leader of a choir of many voices singing praises to God. My ambition was boundless. My desires were intense to live for some great purpose in the world. But in what way was it to be done? A poor little blind girl without influential friends could have as many ambitions as anyone. But how was she to reach them? What was there for her? The great world that I could not see was rushing past me day by day while I was left stranded by the wayside. Oh, you don't do this because you're blind. You can never go there because it would not be worthwhile. You could not see anything if you did. These and other things were often said to me in reply to my many and eager questionings. Often when such circumstances made me discouraged, I would creep off alone, kneel down and ask God if though I was blind, I was not one of his children if in all his great world he had not some little place for me. And it often seemed that I could hear him say, Do not be discouraged, little girl. You shall some day be happy and useful, even in your blindness. And so it was that I gradually began to lose my regret and sorrow at having been robbed of sight. Little by little, God's promises came throbbing into my mind. Not only the scriptures, but the hymns that I heard sung in church made deep impressions upon me. I began to wonder who made those hymns and whether I myself could ever make one that people would sing. When Fanny was 15 years old, she entered the New York School for the Blind, where she spent nine happy years in study. After she was graduated, 
she became a teacher in this school where she taught for 11 years because her blindness shut her away from much of the companionship of the earthly friends fanny crosby felt that the lord was especially near to her she appreciated his companionship so much that she even felt sincerely thankful that she was early deprived of sight i verily believe it was god's intention that i should live my days in physical darkness she said so as to be better prepared to sing his praises and lead others to do so i could not have written many of my hymns if i had been hindered by seeing all the beautiful objects about me fanny crosby believed that the lord called her to write christian hymns she was given to a christian world more than 5000 hymns in all a few of those are the best prize that have helped many in their christian life like rescue the perishing pass me not o gentle savior safe in the arms of jesus saved by grace redeemed stand like the brave even little children have helped her by her hymns one day two little girls were playing in a corner of the room with their dolls and as they were playing they sang safe in the arms of jesus safe on his gentle breast sister how do you know that you are safe asked premi the younger because i'm holding jesus with both my hands tight was the reply ah that is not safe said premi suppose satan came along and cut your two hands off the sister looked troubled for a few moments dropped her doll and thought deeply suddenly her face shone with joy oh i forgot she cried out jesus is holding me with his two hands and satan can't cut his hands off so i am safe fanny crosby married a blind man but she wrote all her poems under her maiden name she died in the year 1915 at the advanced age of 95 years she had lived a long and useful life and to the end of time her immortal hymns will live to bless others listeners what a wonderful example of the blessing of misfortune how different from the doctrine of faith believed by millions in the world how comforting to know that jesus comes to call her from her peaceful sleep her sight will be restored and she will look not upon the perishable things of this world but upon the incorruptible beauties of the eternal world dear listener love understanding forgiveness reconciliation acceptance of one's fault generosity personal commitment to justice and peace are upheld as values which can guide a young person throughout life and bring peace and harmony on earth when they are practiced by all well friend to learn more on god's word you're welcome to write to us on adventist world radio post box number 17 pune 411001 maharashtra india you can also email us on adventist media center at gmail.com do follow these programs on our website that is awr.org/englishprogram before you hear god's word here's another song 
Then he'll call me someday to my home far away, where his glory forever I'll share. So I'll cherish the to hear God's word. Hello friend, this is Sharad with you again sharing God's word on the topic Christ like headship in your family. My dear friend, the Bible tells us that the man was created with attributes that would make him a successful family head. As such, the man would be responsible before Jehovah for the spiritual and physical well-being of his wife and children. He would have to make balanced decisions that reflect God's will and be a good example of godly conduct. Ephesians chapter 5 verses 22 and 23 says, Let wives be in subjection to their husbands as the Lord, because a husband is head of his wife, as Christ also is the head of the congregation. However, the Bible says that the husband also has a head, one with authority over him. The Apostle Paul wrote, I want you to know that the head of every man is the Christ, in the turn of head of a woman is the man. In turn of the head of Christ is God. First Corinthians chapter 11 verse 3 The wise husband learns how to exercise headship by imitating his own head, Jesus Christ. Jesus too has a head, God the Father, and he is properly subject to him. Jesus said in John chapter 5 verse 30, I seek not my own will, but the will of him that sent me. What an excellent example, my dear friend. Jesus is the firstborn of all creation. Colossians chapter 1 verse 15. He became the Messiah. He was to be the head of the congregation of anointed Christians and the chosen king of God's kingdom above all the angels. Despite such a lofty position and uh, such elevated prospects, the man Jesus was not harsh unyielding or overly demanding. He was not a despot constantly reminding his disciples that they had to obey him. Jesus was loving and compassionate, especially toward the downtrodden. He said, Come to me, 
all you who are toiling and loaded down and i will refresh you take my yoke upon you and learn from me for i am mild tempered and lowly in heart and you will find refreshment for your souls for my yoke is kindly and my load is light matthew chapter 11 verses 28 to 13 it was a delight to be in his company dear listener the husband desiring a happy family life does well to consider jesus's fine art traits a good husband is not harsh and dictatorial wrongly using his headship as a club to browbeat his wife rather he loves and honors her if jesus was lowly in heart the husband has even more reason to be so because unlike jesus he makes mistakes when he does he wants his wife understanding therefore the humble husband admits his mistakes even though the words i am sorry you were right might be difficult to say a wife will find it much easier to respect the headship of a modest and humble husband than that of a proud and stubborn one in turn the respectful wife also apologizes when she is in error god created the woman with fine attributes that she can use in contributing to a happy marriage a wise husband will recognize this and will not stifle her many women tend to have greater compassion and sensitivity qualities that are needing in caring for a family and nurturing human relationships usually the woman is quite adept at making the home a pleasant place in which to live the capable wife described in proverbs chapter 31 had many wonderful qualities and excellent talents and her family benefited fully from them why because the heart of her husband has put trust in her proverbs chapter 31 verses 10 and 11 my dear listener some in some cultures a husband's authority is overemphasized so that even to ask him a question is considered disrespectful he may treat uh, his wife almost like a slave such a wrong exercise of headship results in a poor relationship not only with his wife but also with god on the other hand some husbands neglect to take the lead letting their wives dominate the household the husband who is properly subject to Christ does not exploit his wife or rob her of dignity instead he imitates the self-sacrificing love of Jesus and does as Paul counseled husbands continue loving your wives just as the Christ also loved the congregation and delivered up himself for it Ephesians chapter 5 verse 25 Jesus Christ loved his followers so much that he died for them. God bless you dear listener as you love your spouses like Jesus did. May God give you the strength to obey him. Let's pray. Our gracious and loving Father, we thank thee for Jesus who obeyed your law. 
help us to follow the example of Jesus Christ in every walk of our life. In Jesus' name we humbly pray. Amen. to the end of our broadcast. To know more on God's Word, you are always welcome to write to us on Adventist World Radio, Post Box Number 17, Pune 411-001, Maharashtra, India. You may also email us on Adventist Media Center at gmail.com. We also invite you to visit our website for these programs and that is awr.org slash English program. This is your host Sharad. And I'm Maureen signing off from Adventist World Radio. Do join us again along with your family and friends. Until then we wish you goodbye. And God bless you. Bye.